the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. As we begin the new year, we have a fresh opportunity to join together and help the hurting. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com and select the green donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. You're my life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. You're my life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. Jesus wants us to be a disciple indeed. Not just in word, but in what? Deed. For real, for real. Disciple. Anyone can pretend to be a Christian for a couple hours on a Sunday. But the difference between mediocrity and excellence is that daily commitment, that daily grind, that daily stand where, Lord, I'm going to let your word regulate my speech, regulate my actions, regulate my mind. I'm going to stay in this thing on the regular. 32, and you, who is you in this verse? The people who abide, the people who continue, the people who hold on. Even when the road gets bumpy, the road will get bumpy. You see, faith not only trusts God's promises, it trusts his process. You know, there was great promise when my wife and I got married at the altar, but a happy marriage was a process. And a lot of folks, you really got a promise from God, but you weren't willing to go through process. Meaning you weren't willing to continue. You weren't willing to hold on. You weren't willing to abide and you quit. You walked away. You got out of the process so you made void the promise. And you, the one who is not just a believer but becomes a disciple. Thank God for believing. It's the first step and you got to believe through your discipleship. It's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth step but you got to take the first one. And you, the continuing one. The hanging on one, the abiding one, shall know 
the truth. He's promising that you will know truths that other people don't know. You see, when I first came to Jesus, I had a high hope. But some years have passed, and some things I don't just hope for anymore. I have experienced him as a healer. I have been through situations the doctor said could not be fixed that are fixed. I know something that I only hoped for a couple years ago. I know him as a deliverer. I know him as a promise keeper. I've experienced him as a miracle worker. I've experienced him as a a help in in trouble. I've tried him and I've found him to be a way maker, a comforter, a father, a brother that sticks closer than a friend. He disciplines me when I'm bad. He comforts me when I'm sad. He he gives me wisdom when I want to act stupid. When I'm weak, he makes me strong. I'm talking about a God I know, I know. I know because I continued, I held on, even when it didn't make sense, even when it looked like, you know what, what I'm believing is crazy and wrong, I held on. Judas's problem was he quit. He didn't hang on. He started with the rest, but he let go. And you, disciple, shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Here's the problem with truth, though. The truth will set you free, but first it will make you mad. And you will have some Sundays you will get mad at me. That's part of the process. That's supposed to happen. So I want you now to watch their response to the truth Jesus just laid out. They answered him. How many of y'all ever spoke back to God? Yeah. They said, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. If you know your Bible, they're almost delusional right here. Because in my Bible, it took 10 plagues, Moses coming down from a mountain with the rod of God in his hand, in order for them to be delivered from Egyptian bondage. And then we have all these prophetic scriptures that speak of the Babylonian and and Persian captivity. And then at the present time, not just in the past, at the present time, they were captives to Rome. And when Rome conquered uh, 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 the, 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 the people of God, by the thousands they were sent into Slavery. It's amazing how soon we forget. And they're still talking back to Jesus. How can you say you will be made free? And I I don't believe you won't see this in the Bible, but I think his eyes are blinking real fast. What, what, What are you? You can't be serious. This was like Kunta Kinte forgetting that his foot had been chopped off. It was like that in the first service because most folks don't recognize that reference, you know. <laughs> Y'all remember Roots, Kunta, Foot, okay. Denying the facts will never change the truth. So Jesus, you know, lightning didn't flash and he didn't kick anybody, hit anybody. 
But he showed unbelievable patience because he answers him back. He said, Jesus answered them. Listen, kid everybody else, but don't lie to yourself. Oh, God. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, and he dug in. Jesus was not intimidated by anyone. Whoever commits sin. The Greek tense here is present tense. And it means he's talking about continual sin. This is important, and it's easy to miss what I'm about to say. But listen, it's more common for a person to never have committed a particular sin than to only have committed it once. Whoever commits sin is a slave. Because once we step into certain things, it takes a miracle of God to step back out. That's why sometimes it's better not even to mess with that so you don't even have to forget it. The second greatest trick the devil ever pulled off was convincing the world that he does not exist. But the first was convincing the world that there's no such thing as sin. He said, most assuredly, guys, did I stutter? I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. I know I have been a slave to worry, enslaved at times by by fear, self-doubt, sometimes even self-loathing, and other areas of slavery that I don't want to mention in polite conversation. But admitting you have a problem is three-quarters of your way toward the solution. And the problem was these believers weren't admitting they had a problem. So Jesus had to in prophetic mode say, yeah, you got a problem. Because you won't ask for help if you don't admit you got a problem. And if you're so busy defending, deflecting, and all the rest, you're never going to get the help you need. So Jesus is not being a bully. He's not trying to just push people around. He's trying to help them. And he had to show them, okay, now, now, now you, 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 you don't think you're a slave, but I know too much about your life. I know too much about where your mind goes, where your mouth goes, and, and the things you do for me to believe that statement. And then in verse 35, he says, and a slave does not abide in the house forever. What he's saying is a slave can be bought by a new master at any time. How many of you have ever been passed around by the devil? Don't lift your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have. Unforgiveness sold you to loneliness because you you can't have a new relationship because you keep living in the past one. Anger sold you to a regrettable action, a regrettable deed that now you can't take back. Your low self-worth Sold you to something incurable or, 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 or something that you can't reverse at two o'clock in the morning. It's amazing how sin masquerades as freedom until it gets you like a spider in its web. And the more you twist, the more entangled you become. According to Jesus, sin is always the worst slavery. Because there's no escape from yourself. Paul was in prison. Silas and he had been beaten with rods and then put in the the, the center prison, the deepest, darkest prison. I don't want to talk about the hygiene and, and all the filth in that place. 
But at midnight, they were praising and worshiping God. Why? Because they might have been bound on the outside, but they were free on the inside. Some of our ancestors taken over here on ships, working out in the field, and they didn't, weren't given clothes at, at night and in the winter and, and all the rest, slept on, on dirt floors. But while they're working in the fields with their fingers bleeding, they're talking about swing low, sweet chariot, because there was something going on on the inside. Your life is not the problem, it's what's going on on the inside. That's the central issue. You can change your circumstances all you want, but until you change your heart, until you change your mind, you're just going to have a new set of problems in a different place. Dear God, I'm preaching good right now. I am preaching good. I am trying to help. (laughs) And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son, but a son, but a son, he lays out a principle before he gets personal, abides forever. In the ancient world, you got rid of a slave when that slave was no longer useful. But don't get me wrong what I'm about to say. There there will be moments, even with children, you want to kind of take them back to where you got them. (laughs) But as frustrating as raising children is, the bond between a child and a parent is always and forever. Especially with moms. They seem to instinctively understand what a child can't say. And after laying out all these principles, I want you to watch Jesus here. Therefore, if not a son, the son, everything I just said was laying a foundation for this final point. Therefore, if the son, Jesus frequently speaks of himself in the third person. That seems strange to us, but you'll find in the Old Testament, God also spoke of himself in the third person. Also in that era, the only person on earth that might think of themselves as a, as a third person might be a king. And the king might say, the king says. So him speaking of himself in the third person is a big deal. He said, therefore, if the son, Jesus is unashamedly unapologetically, unabashedly saying that he is the son of God. Jesus believed with all his heart and either he was right or he was wrong. He was the sole heir of God and everything that God possessed. It's one thing to be an heir of your natural daddy or, or, or an heir of some human on earth, maybe your grandma, granddad. But he was a joint heir of God. And the way he showed it was by doing miracles, signs and wonders. People could talk a lot, but Jesus actually performed and did things only God could do. You know, let let the kings say they're gods. Let the emperors, let, let them say, let the pharaohs say he's God. But can they turn water into wine? Can they, they, they call the, the, cause the lame to walk, the blind to see? Jesus didn't just say it. He did it, and no one in the audience could refute it because they saw it. Jesus understood that a prince acted on behalf of a king or the king. I want you to imagine how differently we might act 
how differently we might think and speak if we unapologetically, unashamedly, unabashedly believe that we are sons of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Imagine the change if you realize we're joint heirs with Christ. Everything Christ has is is mine. He said, therefore, therefore, summation here, you know, therefore, connecting, conjunction, everything, what I'm about to say with what has been said. If the son makes you free, now this is important. When it comes to freedom in your life, I want you to reflect on this. A disciple can only be as free as his or her master. Let me develop that and then we're going to wrap. And this will be one of my shorter messages this year. Luke 6 and 40. Jesus said this. He's speaking. A disciple is not above his teacher. So if people talked about Jesus, they're going to talk about you. If people didn't always understand Jesus, they're not always going to understand you. But also if people love Jesus, they're going to love you. A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone who is perfectly trained, watch this, will be like, will be like, will be like his teacher. Salvation is an event, but discipleship is an ongoing process. And the goal of discipleship is to be like our teacher. When you give your life to Jesus... Your sins are washed away. You are forgiven. You become a new creation. Old things are passed away. So in your spirit, he places his life. You know, it's a total new thing. You, you, in your spirit, you're absolutely new. But the problem is we still have that old mind, that old brain, those old memories, that old identity, and our old mind, will, and emotions. Our soul is where we struggle. And our goal is to get into this word until the word gets into us and we become more like our teacher. Salvation is an event. Discipleship is a process. And my, I hope you hear in, in what Jesus is saying today, he's not just calling you to an event. That event is so important. It is the first step. He's calling you to a what? Process. So if I'm to be like my teacher, if he is free, guess what? I'm free. If he has answers, I have answers. If he is healed, I am healed. If he's resurrected, I will be resurrected. If he's not worried, I ought not be worried. If Jesus was fearless, I ought to be fearless. If Jesus was faithful, I ought to be faithful. If Jesus didn't flinch and and step back because of suffering, I ought to be able to face boldly whatever life might throw at me. It said the goal of being discipleship is to be like his what? Teacher. Don't stop at getting saved and not going to hell and going to heaven. God has something more for you. And that process only comes through holding on, continuing in, and abiding in. And you got to hang in there to not just hope for it, but know it. In this room, 
you know, we have different areas of our life. In one area, somebody knows this about God. The other area, someone's still kind of hoping that God's that way. And in another area, you know, it's, it's, it's flipped. But what I want is a life I know. I know. I'm not just hoping and believing. I know that God is who he says he is. John 8 and 36, and we're going to be through for the morning. Therefore, if the Son makes you free. God was saying, when I do it, it ain't like what, what, what a human could do, what a psychologist could do. It's, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Here's the question. Does anyone want to be free today? Does anyone want to know the freedom of Jesus today? Free from everything that binds, everything that makes you less than what you could be. Jesus is here today to start you on that process. And those of you that have started this process, some of y'all, you know, you're on the way to grandma's house, but you got distracted. The wolf came along. And God's saying, listen, I want to get you back on that right road. I want to draw you back to me. Yeah, when you die, you're going to heaven, but you're no use to God on earth because you haven't committed to God's word. And all discipleship is, is, is letting the word have ultimate authority in your life. If the Bible says don't hit my wife, I don't hit my wife. If the Bible says to love my wife, I love my wife. You hear what I'm saying? If I'm really a follower of Jesus, I will follow his teachings. And what God is calling each of us, get under authority. Get under authority. Man, I, you know, I almost have to search all over to find you instead of, you know, I know what Jesus is. I know what my will is for your life. And, and I could point to, I shed a light on that. But man, I got to find you in caves and, and alleys and, and all these different places instead of where you ought to be in my will. God is calling us. You're not going to like this word. But to a life of discipline. A life of discipline. Where everybody else can kirk out, but you won't. Everybody else can, can be unforgiving, unkind, and hateful, but, but you won't. You, keep, you will forgive. You'll keep your heart sweet because you're under discipline. God wants men and women under authority so he can use you to his glory. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You know, I may not be, you may not be exactly where you want to be, but I know I started the process, and I'm not where I used to be. And what God is saying was start the journey, and if you got off the road, get back on the road. But I am the way, the truth, and the life. I came down from heaven not because I just wanted to see what it was like, because I had something to say to you guys. I had a life to show you. And right now, God's calling you to himself, wherever you are. And by the way, you don't have to get your life right before you come to God. That's like, I'd be like going home, taking a shower before you take a bath. The purpose of the shower and the baths to get you clean. Jesus' blood is adequate. 
no matter what you're into, I don't care what you did on the way to church today. Jesus knows how to set a person free. And in some areas, he'll be progressive. Some areas, you'll, you'll still make mistakes even after today. But get up every time you fall down. Get up again. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he will get back up again. Keep getting up. Keep continuing. Keep holding on. Keep abiding in. And you will be a disciple. And you shall know the truth. And the truth you know will make you free. You got to come to the truth in the life. Jesus loves you. Man, he's not there to beat you up. Jesus hung out with sinners. And they criticized him. And let me tell you something. Sinners don't like to be around unhappy people. Especially not unhappy religious people. Obviously, there was light in his eye and a joy in his heart. For the tax collectors and the prostitutes that want to be around him. There's something about him. Jesus accepts you exactly as you are. But he loves you too much to let you stay that way. So right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. Is anyone here? Says, I want to come back to my creator. I want to, I want to know God. I want to experience him. I don't want to just hope. I want to know. Is anyone here willing to start that journey? Don't leave here without assurance of your salvation. And take that first step in becoming a disciple. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian, or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org slash salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.